Hello and welcome to the University of Spiritual Warfare, June 29th, 2023. And tonight we have a very serious, sober teaching on what's going on in the world today. First, I want to say a couple of things. I want to set the stage for what we're about to talk about. We're going to be talking about some heavy-duty stuff tonight. But first, we must understand that you can fool some people all the time. What Abraham Lincoln said. You can fool some people, some of the people, all the time because they're born fools. Then you can fool some of the people only some of the time. And of course, you can't fool all the people all the time. And of course, we see across America and the world that people are being made fools of. How they be made fools of by the media, mass media. You tell a big enough lie long enough and loud enough, people will begin to believe that lie. They will believe it. They'll receive it. They'll accept it. So as we are seeing the world turn, as the world turns, we are seeing that the world is coming around and things are spinning rapidly out of control. So where are we as a world and as a nation and as a people right now? And especially as the believers in Jesus Christ, where are we? We are never as close to Jesus as we are now. We're in the hollow of his hands. We are solid as a rock. Why? Because we are standing on the solid rock. Everything is shaking and quaking around us. But we are not shaking and quaking. Why? We are solidified in Jesus. <clears throat> As we are about to go into tonight's teaching, let me mention to you that Elijah was a bushman. Elijah was a rough man. He was called a Tishbite. He was a prophet. He didn't dress nicely. He didn't wear a suit. He didn't wear fine clothes. Fine clothing. And he was just a bushman. Not very pleasant to look at. Not very smelly. Good either. But Ahab was the mighty king. Of course, he wore royal robes and very kingly apparel. He was the epitome of wealth and power. But the bushman defeated the mighty king. And the bushman, because the bushman had God, Elijah, he even declared the death of the king, the man who ruled, the man who was wealthy. So. Bear that in mind. You might not be wealthy. You might not have enough to pay your bills. You might not live under the nicest, the poshest of circumstances. You might just be living in a room. And, you know, things are kind of challenging for you. And you don't have much. But you have the Lord on your side. And you and Jesus make the majority. So let's get to the news today and see what's going on. Well, uh, it was announced yesterday that the Russian diplomats, a plane came to go to Houston, Texas, Washington, D.C., and New York City and pull out all the Russian diplomats out of America. So when all the Russian diplomats leave America, and there are no diplomatic forces, are no Russian diplomats here, what does it tell you? tells you that the animosity between these two nations are such that there could be a 
war at any time. So this is a symbol or a signal that hatred and the war, which has already started between Ukraine and Russia, is beginning to boil even further. Now, as I've told you before, all these things are in the Bible. And let me say this because you've got to understand it because we're looking down the barrel of nuclear war. America, the U.S., will be nuked. It will be attacked. America will be destroyed by nuclear bombs. America will be made waste, desolate, uninhabitable, according to the word of God, the Bible. According to the Bible, the sea will come up on the land in the form of a tsunami on America. And when that happens, all the land that has been covered will be uninhabitable. Why? It will be a nuclear wasteland. It will be radioactive. So, what's coming to a USA from God is outlined in the Bible. There are no surprises. Of course, it's going to be a deadly surprise to the majority of the mankind because they don't read their Bible, they don't study their Bible. And even Bible teachers don't understand and don't know that all these things are coming. But it's in the Bible. I was reading an article, and it was saying that Putin has made it clear that Russia will not use nuclear weapons unless the U.S. or NATO, European allies of America, the NATO allies do so first. And I looked and I said, the U.S. has not made a similar pledge. Hmm? The U.S. has said by Senator Weikert from Alabama that America should do a first strike upon Russia. He said so. You can Google that. And when he said so, that man who is a not, a, is not, a, not a irresponsible man, he's a very brilliant mind. This man is a responsible man. He's a senator. He's part of the armed services, uh, uh, part of the Senate that oversees the armed services and the intelligence area. So when this man speaks, he's a man of responsibility and of authority. And when he speaks, this is no idle drunk, no idiot speaking. This is no movie star or sports figure speaking. This is a responsible person speaking, and he said America should do a first strike on Russia. So we take it to mean that what they are planning to do has been already prophesied, because you see, before things get done, they have to prophesy what they're going to do. And we read and we understand that Biden has based his threat assessment on the fact that Putin recently moved tactical nuclear weapons to its ally, Belarus, which is closer to Kiev. Well, that's true. But it conveniently ignores the fact that America has placed nuclear weapons in Germany. So here, America has nuclear weapons in Germany, and Russia has moved nuclear weapons to Belarus. What's the difference? You move yours there, we move ours there. And America, uh, ally, American allies, the UK and France, their nuclear powers in their own rights. And America has Navy submarines and destroyers with nuclear missiles. These are deployed around Russia. 
But in the same time, so has Russia. Nuclear submarines all around the USA, the West Coast and the East Coast, Gulf of Mexico. So Belarus has a nuclear weapons when it was part of the Soviet Union in uh, just uh, prior to 1991. So there is nothing particularly provocative about Putin's move to put uh, nuclear weapons over in Belarus. This is just something that's been done. So we're seeing out of that the positioning of nuclear weapons. It was already there in Germany. No big deal. Now Russia moves nuclear weapons to Belarus. Oh my God, it's a big thing now. No, it's no big thing. It was always there. It was always there. So they're making it a big thing. Then we see another situation. I was reading about it, and it's so important. The Iranian president, Ibrahim Raisi, he met with Cuban president, Miguel Diaz-Canel, and the former president, Raul Castro, in Havana, Cuba, 90 miles south of Miami, on Thursday during the last leg of his Latin American tour. Did you hear that? The Iranian president did a Caribbean meeting in Cuba and did a Latin American tour, which begs the question which I've asked before, can you imagine a world without the USA? Why do you ask that? Because it's biblical, and I asked this question before. Can you imagine a world without America. Well, why would you say that? Why will you ask that question? Well, God himself calls in another nation to destroy the rebellious nations that rebel against him. And the Bible tells us that the Medes are called in by God to do his work. Now, I've written in my last book, Shocking Revelation of Mystery Babylon, and in the book of Jeremiah 51 and verse 28, it says, prepare against her the nations with the kings of the Medes. Pause right there for a moment. Prepare against her, Babylon, nations, plural, with the kings of the Medes, the leaders of the Medes, the captains of the Medes, and all the rulers of those nations, and all the land of their dominion, all the lands where the Medes have dominion. Now, who are the Medes? Who are the Medes? Well, we go back to First Babylon, and remember when First Babylon was taken down, hmm? Cyrus, he was the king of the Medes and the Persians. Medes and Persians. Who are the Persians? The Persians are the Iranians. And who are the Medes? The northern part of Iran, going up into Iraq, those are the Medes, because the Medes and the Persians ruled those areas back then. So the Medes were allied with the who? Persians. And here God saying, Jeremiah 51, 28, prepare against her the nations, plural, the kings of the Medes, the governors of it, and all the deputies of it, and all the land of their dominion. So in that region, all those people are going to 
coalesce. They're going to unify. They're going to confederate themselves. And they're going to come against Babylon. They're going to come. But Bishop, you're like over 5,000, 6,000 miles around the world. It doesn't make a difference. Does it make a difference? Ibrahim Raisi was in Cuba. Ibrahim Raisi was in Nicaragua. And God knows what other Central American or South American country. What's the point? The point is this. Everything is lining up with the word of God. Who's the captain? Prepare against the nations with the kings, the rulers of the needs. The captains thereof and all the rulers thereof and all the land of his dominion. So there's a conglomeration, a confederation of nations. Who's the leader? The Medes, the Persians, allied. Here you have Abraham Raisi, the Iranian leader, just met with Cuba, Canal, and Nicaragua, among other nations in the Caribbean. So you see how the word of God is lining up? And nobody can do a thing about it because all this is done by God. God is swiftly lining up everything and everyone. And he's bringing it all together. Verse 29. The land shall tremble and sorrow. But every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon. Did you hear that? The land of Babylon shall tremble. And there will be sorrow against Babylon, America. Every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon to make the land of Babylon a desolation without an inhabitant. Go read the word yourself. It will be wasted. It will be destroyed. There will not be a living person, one living inhabitant in Babylon. That's the word of God. Again, Jeremiah 51, 29. This is what God says. How do you know this refers to? Because this is the daughter of Babylon that he's talking about. This is what we are going to see going on. But for you to get the full understanding, you need to get that book, Shocking Revelation of Mystery Babylon, where you're guided step by step in the Bible and you see exactly who Babylon is. Who Babylon is from the first time in the Bible. Shinar, the plains of Shinar, Babylon meaning confusion, Babylon worship, power of Babel, where they were scattered all across the world, how they coalesced and came back as Babylon, Jericho, a constole Babylonish garment, so you know it was Babylon worship, and you track Babylon coming down until today. The daughter of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon, became Babylon of today. And today's Babylon is referred to as the daughter of Babylon. We'll see that in a few minutes. So let's go on. And let's go on and see what we are going to see here. Let's talk about Mr. Raisi again. He said six bilateral agreements to expand economic, political, and judicial cooperation were signed during Iranian President Raisi's visit to the Caribbean island of Nicaragua. Our cooperation in the path to progress can create hope in independent nations and despair in, in, in imperialists 
the Iranian president said on Thursday, and he stressed the necessity of unity among like-minded nations to deal with global arrogance. Did you hear that? He stressed the necessity of unity among like-minded nations to deal with global arrogance. Ah, well, so here you have coming together of nations. They are coming together exactly what God said and how God said it. The Medes taking the lead. The king of the Medes taking the lead. The Medes and the Persians were one. Now you have the, Mer the Persians. And now you have them coming together. And they're bringing in some nations which are right in the backyard. Cuba, Nicaragua of America. And this is the doings of God. Coming back to what's going on in America, Jeremiah 51 tells us that the American people shall become weary. There'll be a grinding down, a wearing down of the American people. They're worn down, oppressed badly. We can see what's going on in America. Justice, the injustice. When you read about what's going on, and you look at what's going on and everything turned upside down and when you look at things and you think everything should be going this way no it's going the way that it wants to go good is being called bad bad is being called good everything is inverted things are going in the opposite direction the oppression of the people the people are becoming weary and it's all being done by a minority of the people ruled by the rich when we look and see what's going on, rich, very rich people with money, they take their money and they support evil causes. Less than 5% of the people, they're in the media, they get the press, and they get things their ways. While the 95% of the American people, mm-mm, no, no, no. Let me take that back. Because you see, you have some people they're in agreement with what's going on. So let's say about 60% of the American people not in agreement, but 40% are being led. They're deceived. They have 5% leading and 35% following. 60% of the American people are being oppressed. They're being ground down, weary. They're the good people. So we're not in for this stuff. They're the people that love America and they love goodness. Then among those good people, you have the Christians among them. Maybe 30, 40% God's people. This is what's going on here. Now, let's see what God has to say. Do you know God has some weapons that he is going to use against Babylon? I used to call it Mystery Babylon, but I'm in the open now. I've come out of the closet. I told you who is Babylon. Babylon is America. Okay? Daughter of Babylon. Told you that before. But you need to get the book where you get the full understanding of how we come to that conclusion. So let's go to Jeremiah 50 and verse 24. It says, I've laid a snare. I've laid a trap for you. And you are also taken. You're caught in that trap, Babylon. And you were not aware. You were not aware. You are found, you're caught, you're not aware. You're found and you're caught 
but you're not aware. You don't even know it. What else does Babylon not know? Babylon does not know that the spirit of the Lord has departed from her, and they know it not. I've laid a trap for you. You're also taken, Babylon, daughter of Babylon, America, and you weren't even aware of it. You found that you're also caught. You're in a trap because you have shriven, you strive, you fight against the Lord. You fight God. You're anti-Jesus. That's why you have become anti-Jesus. You were a golden cup in the hands of the Lord at one time that God could fill you and pour out of you across the nations of the world. But now you have taken the cup all to yourself and you have filled the cup with the filthiness of your fornication and your abominations. The only thing that can be poured out of Babylon's cup, golden cup right now, even though she is dressed richly and she's dressed in purple and in scarlet, looking religious, sounding religious, but the only thing that can be poured out of her is what? Filthiness, abominations. She stands for her interests and her values. When you go across the nations of the world, in most nations, you will see beside their embassy, they fly the American flag and they fly the six color pride flag right beside it, symbolizing this is our interest. This is our values. This is who we are. God says, for that abomination, I'm going to destroy you just like I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 25, the Lord has opened his armory. Stop right there. What's an armory? An armory is a place where God stores weapons. Our weapons are stored. You go to an armory, there's a big old thick building and it's surrounded by uh, Humvees surrounded by armored vehicles but in the middle there's a huge thick building it has very top secret very strengthened way of going in there when you go in there it's an armory they have weapons in there bullets and guns and uh, helmets and uh, and military gear, an armory. So when they have all, any kind of disturbance, those that are in the uh, guard, they can national guard. They can go there. They can get uh, guns and bullets and shields and helmets and all that kind of stuff. And they put it on. They get in the Humvees, get them fueled, and they go out and they keep the order. So when there is a a, a, a military call up. Or National Guard call up. That's where they run to. They run to the armory. And God has an armory. God says so. The Lord has opened his armory and he's brought out, he's brought forth the weapons of his indignation. Mm. His indignation. Weapons of his wrath. This is the work of the Lord, God of hosts in the land of the Chaldeans, in the land of Babylon. God has an armory. God is going to take up the weapons of his judgment. He's going to use them against Babylon. Why? 
is going to destroy Babylon. Verse 26, it says, come against her from the utmost border. Open her storehouses, cast her up as heaps, and destroy her utterly. Let nothing of her be left. Doesn't this sound drastic? It does to me. It sounds very drastic to me. God says, come against her from the utmost border. What border is that? Well, we have a border with Canada in the north. There's a border with Alaska. Canada, the utmost border. And God tells us, Jeremiah 50, 51, it's going to be attacked from the north. Because the man who controls the north, the sides of the north, where God is, the man who is going to control for God and on behalf of God. We know who is in the sides of the north, who has military bases in the north, in the polar regions, in the North Pole. We know who does, and it's not America. So God is saying, I'm going to open my armory. I'm going to bring out my weapons of destruction. Come against her. Come against her, Babylon, from the utmost border. Open her storehouses, cast her up as heaps, and destroy her, waste her utterly. Let nothing of her be left. Listen to me carefully. This is extremely drastic. But again, I do not write the Bible. I only teach the Bible. And I'm taking you to the scripture where you find this. And I'm giving you reference that all this is in regard to Babylon, the daughter of Babylon, which is the USA. Now, I saw an article, which I've got to bring your attention to. I've got to ask the question, is Russia God's armory? This is the question. Is Russia God's armory? Russia has hypersonic missiles, missiles that go 10 to 20 times the speed of sound. And it is said, recorded, America does not have that kind of military weapons, hypersonic weapons. Yes, they have nuclear weapons that can destroy the world several times over, that can leave a tremendous amount of radiation and cause a tremendous amount of damage and destroy the world. Yes. And even in the book of Revelation, John the Revelator, he saw all of this, these things that were happening and he wrote about it. He called it fire and burning sulfur, fire and brimstone. And we know that these things are going to come up on the face of the earth. But we do know that God's people, God is going to protect and preserve his people. So here we are seeing from God's words and we are hearing and seeing certain things coming out of Russia, and it begs the question, is Russia God's armory? So God's words, we are looking at Russia's position, Russia's stance. And Russia made a statement recently. I read it, and I want to read it to you tonight. Russia said this, quote, the enemy must know that we are ready to deliver a preemptive strike in retaliation for all of its current and past acts of aggression in order to prevent a slide 
into global thermonuclear war. Listen carefully now. Morally, this is a terrible choice as we will use God's weapon. Let me say that again. This is Russia speaking, a spokesman for Russia. Morally, this is a terrible choice as we will use God's weapon. Thus, dooming ourselves to grave spiritual losses. But if we do not do this, not only Russia can die, but also most likely the entire human civilization will cease to exist. This is from a man named Karaganov. He's talking about a thermonuclear weapon, and he calls it God's weapon. Let me pause right there. Is he right in saying this is God's weapon? Being the word of God says God will open up his armory and bring out his God's weapons of indignation? So is this man right in saying this? That's a very, very powerful question. Very powerful question. Now I'm going to make a comment on it. I'm just going to leave you with the word of God, and I'm going to leave you with what this man said. Now I'm not going to tie the two together. I'm going to leave that as food for thought for you. He said, and he described the weapon as God's weapon. The word of God says God will open up his armory and bring out his weapons of indignation. End of story. We'll leave that. Now, the little article goes on and it says, you reminded me of a strange but similar phrase Putin used at a political forum in Moscow in the fall of 2018. He said that Russia would only launch a nuclear strike if his military's early warning system warned of an incoming warhead. We would be victims of aggression and would get to heaven as martyrs. This is what Russia, Putin said. We would be victims of aggression and would get to heaven as martyrs. And those who launched the strike would just die and not even have time to repent. So, well, the man knows what repentance is. And he knows what going to heaven as martyrs is, which means if you're a martyr, then you have a knowledge of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know you're going to be going to heaven as a martyr. What's your point? My point is this. I don't hear any American or Northern or European presidents or spokesmen speaking like this. None. None talks about going to heaven as martyrs. None talks about going to hell. Just die and not even have time to repent. And if you don't repent, you go to hell. We hear no talk like this from the Western counterparts, either the Europeans or the Americans. But you hear it from Russia. You hear it from Putin. This is a quote from Putin. Again, I want to ask the question, is Russia God's armory? Is it? Is the weapons of Russia God's weapons? Is Russia God's armory? And are the weapons 
is God's weapons of indignation. Now, Russia is a nation that does not stand for one shred of LGBTQ. Even in their constitution, they place it there. No, we don't want that. We do not want parent number one, parent number two, and parent number three. We want mother, we want father. We want family, God, traditional, traditional family in our country. All we hear and read about them thinking, when you do hear about it, is that on a theological basis, morally upright and theologically correct. When we do hear from the propaganda media of the West, we hear about LGBTQ, Russia denies LGBTQ people their rights, so they must be destroyed. This is what we're seeing, this is what we're hearing this time in this world. All these things are in the Bible. And God has made up his mind. He is determined to destroy Babylon, the daughter of Babylon, America, according to his words. Why? They fight against God. I believe it was two weeks ago, talked about the humiliation of Babylon, where God says he's going to bring Babylon down. He's going to tear Babylon down from being number one and bring him down to the dirt. Isaiah 47, I spent one whole night. I was teaching about that. I was teaching about how to avoid, even though you're in Babylon, the daughter of Babylon, how do you avoid not living in the dirt like everybody else? But you're not everybody else. God is going to have to elevate his people. He will bring you out of, he'll take the poor out of the dirt and take the beggar off the dunghill. Poor people are what we call back when I was a young boy, they called them dirt poor because I used to see people living on dirt. Live on the dirt. There's no mattress, no tile, no floor, no wood floor. They live on dirt. They use some leaves or trash between them and the dirt. I've seen that. I've been on the mission field and seen that. I've gone to places where in the play in in Nicaragua on the mission field and see churches with dirt floors are there. When the mud and the rain falls and you and you're walking and that mud is an inch of mud under your shoes. I've had I have pictures of that. But when the people come, they worship. I don't care about the mud and the rain and how dirty their shoes and their feet are. They worship. When I come and I look at the condition, I marvel. Why? Because you see, we're not used to that. But that, no problem to them. They go there to look at the mud and all that rain and all that stuff and the wet mud floor. They go to worship and they worship. El Senor. That's what they call Jesus. El Senor. They worship him. So here we have what God says in his word about the humiliation. He's going to humiliate Babylon. Isaiah 47. He says, and if you listen to the tone of the scripture, it says, come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Daughter. 
of Babylon. You're a virgin. Sit down on the ground. There is no throne, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for you shall no more be called tender and delicate. That's verse 1, Isaiah 47. Go read it for yourself. Turn your Bibles there and follow me as I read it. I want to bring your Bible what God says. Who is he talking to? Isaiah. He's talking to the doctor of Babylon. He's not talking to Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon. No. That empire of that day. No. Talking to the daughter of Babylon, the spiritual daughter of today of Babylon. Sit down on the ground. No throne for you. You shall no more be called tender and delicate. No more. It's over. He says, take the millstones, grind the meal, uncover your locks, your hair, make bare your leg, expose your leg, uncover your thigh, pass over the rivers. You're no longer tender and delicate. You see, back when, when you were a queen, they'd have somebody carry you on your shoulders. Four men would carry a chair, and they'd, the queen and the king would sit on the chair. They'd go over the rivers. They'd carry them. They wouldn't put their foot on the dirt. They'd have a mat. So when they step off of that thing, they'd step on a mat. Their feet wouldn't touch the dirt. They would not sit on a dirt. They would sit on a nice chair because they took all those trappings for the queen and the king. They were treated like royalty. But now, God says, no. I'm going to sit down on the dirt. I'm going to bring you down to the dirt. You're going to sit on the dirt. All the things that you had done for you at one time, you're going to have to do yourself. Grind the meal, remove your veil, strip off the tree, and cover your legs. Pass through the rivers. Verse 3, it says, Your nakedness shall be uncovered. Your shame shall be seen. I will take vengeance, and I will not meet you as a man. I will not spare no man. I will destroy you. I'm going to bring you down to shame. I'm bringing you down to the earth. I'm going to uncover you. I'm going to take the, the, the covering of my protection from off of you. You're naked now. That's what that means. You have no protection. Where you thought you had protection from weapons and missiles and everything, you're naked. I've destroyed your protection. I've destroyed your covering. You're uncovered. You're naked. You have no protection because I was your protector. What did I tell you? The Spirit of the Lord has departed from you and you don't even know it. You think it's by might and power? No, 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 no. It's by my spirit, said the Lord. Not your weapons, your guns, and your bullets, and your bombs, and your planes, and your ships. No. I have determined to destroy you. And I've set up against you all my weaponry. And I am going to destroy you. My God. This is an indictment from God. This is what he says about the nation, America, that has vowed to fight against God and fight against his people. You can't fight God and win. 
And here we have this book over 3,000 years old prophesying the destruction, what God is going to do. And yet, many people don't know it. And the revelation of God came to me and said, no, I didn't forget this nation. This is where I have it all set out. Norman, you take a look and see how this nation has changed. It used to be a golden cup in my hand, but now that cup is filled with abomination, filthiness, fornication. It has turned against me. It has become evil and wicked. The people have become wicked, evil. It's gone so bad. I have to destroy it. Why? Because it's become like Sodom, Gomorrah, to reprobate, given over to a reprobate mind. Do you know what the word reprobate means? They have no hope of salvation. They know that what they're doing deserves death. They deserve to die. But they do it anyhow. And they take pride. They take joy in doing it. And they bring everybody else to come do it with us. That's where we are today. That's what's going on in America. Your nakedness shall be uncovered. Your shame shall be seen. I'll take vengeance and I will not spare any man. I'm going to destroy them. My vengeance is going to be poured out upon you. Thank God he's got a remnant that he will protect. Thank God he's got a people that he has given angels charge over. Keep my children. My God, Jesus prayed a prayer and he says, Father, do not take my children out of this sewer, but preserve them from the wicked one. And goes on, he said, verse 4, as for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name, the Holy One of Israel. He's our Redeemer. And he goes on, he says again, sit silent. Sit thou silent. Get into darkness. O daughter of the Chaldeans, you shall no more be called the lady of kingdoms, the queen of kingdoms, the mistress of kingdoms. No more. You will not be the top nation in the entire world. You will not be the top empire anymore. I'm pulling you down. You're going to sit silent, shut up. You're going to get into darkness. What does that mean? Communications will be cut. Everything we have, cell phones, internet, internet connections, telephone calls here and there, you're going to have silence, no media, no telephones, unless you talk one to another. You're going to get into darkness, no electricity, the electrical grid. All across America is going to be broken, destroyed, destroyed. You hear what I'm telling you? Because God said so. Sit silent. Get into darkness. Oh, you daughter of the Chaldeans, you daughter of the Chaldeans, the Babylonians. You shall no more be called the lady, the queen of kingdoms. I'm stripping you. I'm bringing you down and I'm putting you on the dirt. 
you talk about being dirt poor. We talk about certain countries, dirt poor. We talk about certain countries in Africa, they're so poor. You know, wear shoes. They live in mud huts. Well, that's where America is headed. I'm bringing you down to the dirt. I'm going to bring you down to silence. Bring you down to darkness. For a light at night, you're going to be finding some kind of oil. You're going to be burning. Or set a fire, you're going to be burning. No communication. And the most communicative nation in the world today, the Internet, telephones, media. But you're going to be silent. Because I'm going to cut everything off and cut it down. There'll be no electricity. None. You're going to be in darkness. And you know something? We have set ourselves up. We have been set up in this trap. The media. Everything moves by the internet. Money. Everything moves through the internet. Money, everything, banking, finance, communication goes through the internet. The internet goes down, everything goes down with it. Nothing is going to move. We went over to Fort Myers after Hurricane Ian about two years ago. We went and we saw a sign in the gas station, cash only, no cards. They had no internet. So unless you had cash, could not purchase gasoline. Couldn't buy a cup of coffee, a bottle of water. There was no internet. Did that teach the people anything? Keep some cash on hand? No. Most businesses nowadays, if you don't have a card, you can't purchase. Or if you have Apple Pay, Smart Pay on your smartphone, you can't purchase. They don't want cash. Even though it is proven, when the internet goes down, you can't buy, people still do not like cash. What do they do? Set themselves up for a fall. And here we have the Lord saying, sit down in silence, no communication. Sit down in darkness, no electricity. You will no longer be called the Lady of Kingdoms. You'll no longer be called the number one. The Mistress of Kingdoms. I'm bringing you down. But God says, this is what I'm going to do. We don't know God's timing and we don't know when he's going to do what he's going to do and how everything's going to fall in place because we have certain things in the Bible that we see. We know all these things that he says are going to come to pass. However, we just don't know the time frame of God. We don't know the timeline of God. Certain times when I look and see God, are you going to do this? Which is going to happen first? We just don't know it. But I do know one thing. That sitting in silence and sitting in darkness is about to come. It's going to happen. And why is this happening? Hmm? We're seeing the culture, the rot. In the culture, we're seeing the abomination, the immorality, the wickedness, the rebellion against God. The same thing that Sodom and Gomorrah did against God that made God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah is the same thing we see happening today. 
It's on steroids. Where we look and we see, and I'm going to read an article here. It says LGBT plus LGBT plus people are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. I say so fine, and they have determined we'll hang with Satan instead. That's their attitude. We'll hang with Satan. That's their attitude. We'll hang out with Satan. Hmm? Then I read another article. Of course, you know, I'm a person that does a lot of research, a lot of reading. Talk about artificial intelligence and the AI gods. This is artificial intelligence presents a copy of Jesus. Do you know they have an AI Jesus? Well, if you didn't know they have an AI Jesus, be aware they have an AI Jesus. You can talk to a computer, and the computer will answer like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And knowing how it is today, especially among young people, they'll believe they'll be talking to Jesus. And they'll be getting an answer from God. Isn't that what the Bible tells us? That the enemy, Satan, will make himself seem like an angel of light. He's going to come, and he's going to have a computer copy you can ask. AI, you can ask Jesus by going onto the computer and talking through AI, artificial intelligence. So you can talk to Jesus by talking to the computer. That's what they're going to present. Well, they got it made already. So here was a conversation with an AI Jesus. And the writer says, at one point during my time kicking it with AI Jesus, one chatter asked if gay people could go to heaven. And it wasn't the first time he answered a question about gender and sex. But I was curious to hear the AI's response to this one. Now, this is the AI's artificial intelligence response. This is talking to a computer, a bot. And this bot was supposed to be like Jesus. So the answer that the AI Jesus, artificial intelligence Jesus gave is, and I quote, it's important to understand that God's love is universal, that he loves every single person, regardless of their sexual orientation. Now, is that true? Of course it's true. Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only believe his only begotten son. He loves the world. He loves every single person, regardless of their sexual orientation, regardless of their sins. He loves the whole world. And he did something about it. He gave his only begotten son that people would do one thing. That whosoever chose to believe in Jesus Christ will not perish but have everlasting life. So here's the choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. So here is AI Jesus, and he said in a compassionate tone, and I quote, the primary teachings of Christianity emphasize the importance of love, compassion, and treating others with respect. Is that true? Of course. 
Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's true. But here is where the difference is made now. And it goes on to say, when it comes to entering heaven, what truly matters is a person's faith. Uh-huh. That's true. Then it says another word that's not true. To enter heaven, what matters is a person's faith. True. Next thing is your actions. Not true. And the love to show to others. Not true. We are saved by the grace of God through our faith in Jesus Christ. That's what saves you. Not by works, deeds, actions, lest any man should boast. But once you saved, you will love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the love they show to others. You're not, you're not saved by the love you show other people. You're not saved by your actions. No. You're saved by your faith. What truly matters is a person's faith. We are saved by the grace of God. True. By. With. Our faith in Jesus. That's the only thing that saves you. Not by works. Not by actions. Lest any man should boast. And not by the love they show to others. Okay? And if Jesus is not in the equation of your faith in Jesus, you cannot be saved. So here we have AI Jesus lying and telling you you're saved by number one, faith, actions, and love that you demonstrate to others. You're only saved by your faith. And that faith must be plugged into Jesus. Actions and love you demonstrate to others, uh-uh, can't save you. All right? So don't be deceived. Tell everybody, be on guard. Don't be deceived. Goes on to say, bigoted evangelicals are seething, I'm sure. But okay, AI Jesus, you seem to be cooking something. <laughs> AI Jesus is cooking up a storm. He is cooking up some lies. And he is cooking up some people who believe in what AI Jesus says. Yes. You're saved by faith, you're saved by action, and the love that you demonstrate to your fellow man. And they'll all end up in hell, in the fires of hell, because that can't save you. Jesus is not in the equation. And in the meantime, what's going on in America? I read this article again, I have to give it to you. The animosity and the division that's going on in America. And it says... Democrat State Senator Latanya Johnson of Wisconsin serves as a state senator for Wisconsin's 6th District. She's a state senator. And they were discussing a recent Republican state budget's proposal. And Johnson told her colleagues on the Senate floor they were in the state capitol. She is a state senator. They were on the Senate floor, and she responded, F the suburbs, because they don't know a goddamn thing about how life is in the city. Did you hear that? On the Senate floor, F suburbs, 
They don't know a thing, a goddamn thing about how life is in the city. When I read this, it's a good thing I was sitting down. This is a state senator in a meeting place where all the people representing the state of Wisconsin argued the state's business. And to use such language on the Senate floor, I've never seen this one. I said, my God, what division, what hostility, what animosity. What could make somebody get up and say something of this nature? as a representative of the people. And then many people came to her rescue. They backed her up and said, yes, she is, you know, and some people call her out and say, no, this kind of hostility and bad language profanity should not be something. So now this sets a precedent. This is what's going on in Babylon as we see what goes on in Babylon, we see how everything is going. The immorality, the wickedness, the division, the hostility, the evil. Now you know why God is saying, you're not number one anymore. Bringing you down to the dirt. You're going to sit in silence. You're going to sit in darkness. As we see and we read and we see what goes on, all I could say is tonight, and the beat goes on. The evil beat goes on all across Babylon. The word of God is being fulfilled. Are you ready for what's coming? Do you know what's coming? Do you know how to override? what's coming because worse is coming do you know how to endure to the very end so by you thereby you can be saved do you know what to do and how to do it you better know what to do you better know how to do it because if you don't you're going to be destroyed did you know we're going to be talking about this very soon and more about it the persecution of the Christians is here. Do you know that the shedding of the blood of the Christians, the blood of the saints, the blood of the martyrs of Jesus Christ, people are going to be killed in Babylon because they're Christians. Do you know that that's coming? Well, if you don't know or you didn't know, get ready because it's coming. I'm going to show you in the Bible where it's going to happen. And if the Bible says it's going to happen, believe me, it's going to happen. Do you know how to preserve yourself? Do you know how to get the word of God operating for you? Nothing shall by any means harm you. I teach you all this shocking revelation of Mystery Babylon. Get that book. Go to BibleCode7.com. Go to Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Get that book, Shocking Revelation of Mystery Babylon, through Bible Code 7. You will learn how to preserve yourself and your family. Nothing shall by any means harm you. And when the time comes, just like he led 
a lot in the family out of Sodom and Gomorrah? Two angels led them out. The Lord's going to send angels to lead us out. Don't worry. God did not tell me time to leave yet. When the time comes, he'll let you know. Okay? Don't worry about a thing. Don't put worry on top of your head. Worry only tells Jesus, I don't know if you can handle a job. You're not big enough. You're not mighty enough. You're not able to do exceedingly abundantly above all things. I don't know about you, Jesus. Because I'm not work, uh, I'm not sure you can handle a job. I gotta take it on myself to worry. And exactly what the devil wants you to do is worry. Doubt Jesus' capacity to take care of you. So throw that yoke off. Stop worrying. Not having faith in Jesus. Trust him. And I've been teaching you the past couple of days, utilizing the pure, unadulterated, powerful, potent word of the living God. Every day, release that word. Code 7 style. Seven times a day. Seven times a day will I praise you, Lord, because of what? When I praise you, you issue righteous judgments. So, go to BibleCode7.com. Get that book. Utilize the strategy of Code 7 Warfare and make sure you understand nothing shall by any means harm you. We will catch you again next week, same time. And we'll give you the solid teaching of what's going to happen, what the Lord says in his word. But when you see and you hear certain things, you can say, aha, this is in the Bible. God said this in his word. That's what God has given me the revelation of. And this is where I have to bring it to your understanding. So may the Lord bless you tonight. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace both now until Jesus returns. He's coming back. Have yourself an awesome and an amazing night. God bless you. We'll catch you again next Thursday.